live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwan. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwan. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. They got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Top right side, dribbles with it, passes left corner, Robertson spots for a three. It's good! Taylor Robertson with her fifth three-pointer, and she breaks the Big 12 career record for made threes. Left side to Tucker, dribbles right into the lane, out to Van, wide open three from the wing is good for Skyler Van, and the Sooners have their first lead. What a game for Skyler Van. Still with the dribble, right side now to Lewis, she'll try to drive on Tucker, drives right, passer goes in, shot blocked by Van, loose ball to Tot, she's tripped up and fouled. What a game for Skyler Van on both ends of the floor. Hour 2, T-Row in the Morning Show on a Thursday, January 13th. Toby and TJ back with you here on The Ref. We're brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. What a game last night. Great win for the Sooner women. Just resilient. Kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. Finally got over the hump there with about two minutes to go. And beat Baylor. That hadn't been done for a while. 2015 was the last time Oklahoma beat Baylor. And, uh, man, hey, top 25. They got TCU now at home on uh, Saturday. Incredible. All right, we're having a uh, Lincoln-Riley discussion here. Uh, we had mature adult call in before the break. Kudos to, uh, kudos to whoever that was because that was pretty good. Uh, let's take another phone call here, and then I, 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 I think this is a, excuse me, yogurt. I think this is an a, interesting discussion. Uh, Richard, I believe you said, TJ. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Toby. How you doing? I'm good. How are you today, Richard? Doing great. Uh, got the COVID out of the way last week, so I uh, got that done for the year, I hope, and uh, ready to go, you know? You feeling Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good. A couple of yucky good, days good. last week, but, uh, you know, me and the rest of Oklahoma, I think, had it. And uh, so hope hope you and TJ's families are healthy and well and, uh, you know, hang in there. We're going nice to get past through all you. this. Yeah. Hey, Toby. What, what do you got for me today? First of all, well, a couple of things. So my, uh, you know, Logan that called in yesterday uh, on the NIL, he's, you know, you may remember that's my son. So I can okay. report, you know, I, I bought him some Ray's barbecue last night. Kind of brought him back Man. around. Ray, 
Ray gave us some uh, insight on the NIL stuff and transfer portal. He's a great guy, isn't he? Great guy. Unbelievable food he's got going on there. Good call. Oh, my Boy, we're giving out so much yeah. free advertisement for restaurants today. It's That's unreal. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, guys. Uh, but, hey, the second thing, Toby, I know uh, you got the coaches show tonight, but set your yeah. DVR. One of the biggest sporting events of the year happens tonight in January. You know, it's January. Tuka Rask, future Hall of Fame goaltender, makes his first start for the Bruins tonight. I don't right. even know the words that came out of your mouth, Richard. What did you just say? <laughs> Do I need to hit the about. delay? I don't even know what those words were. <laughs> ESPN tonight. Tuka Rask, Tuka. future Hall of Fame goaltender, makes his first start. He had off-season hip surgery. Uh, he came back. And get this, guys. He is truly a future Hall of Famer. He signed a one-year deal for a million dollars just because – He's a Bruin, and he wants to be a Bruin. I mean, that's like uh, you know Caleb Williams signing for free car washes or something. It, it's uh, it's an amazing story. But true, yeah. really and truly, uh, he makes his first start tonight. And uh, keep an eye out for that. Five, six six out of seven wins for the Bruins. They're hot right now. So tune in, watch history tonight. Duke Rask. Thank you, Richard. You guys have a good day. See ya. TJ, we live What's in a What's he saying about your rear end? I don't even know what he was saying there. Are we able to tell in real time how many people are turning the radio? Or is that something we have to? <laughs> Our streaming numbers just we went down by 14,000 people in the last three minutes. Is it like a... A meter there you can see in real time just going down as he's talking hockey. We were uh, we were going straight up when we were talking sandwiches. Now it's been completely wiped yeah. out, yeah. That's right. Tuker um, What is that? <laughs> I think it's a player. Best I can figure, it's a goalie. That's the best okay. I can figure anyway. <laughs> uh, so, just to recap, last hour, your prediction was Lincoln Riley out of a job within four years? Correct. Fails miserably. Or uh, not USC. at USC within four years. I think he fails. So, I, mean, I lost a lot of ways. confidence could... in this past season with Lincoln Riley. So, that's where a lot of this comes from. And re- give me the reasoning for that. Highest expectations he had ever had. Best setup he had ever had. The season... Started and ended just miserably in the way that you thought it would go. Nothing panned out for the quarterback that was his starter, the Heisman front runner, the surefire favorites in the Big 12. A lot of people's prediction to finally get over the hump and get to the national title game and have a chance to win that championship. Just so many things went wrong in this season. And didn't go well. And I don't think he responded to some things well. And then to have him tuck and run the way that he did just didn't sit well with me. Like, I started to question a lot about him as a head coach. Yeah, I can't argue with anything you said. But they went 12-2. and two. That's Very unacceptable, I know. You can keep going. 
Yeah, I know. I'm just saying that's a long ways from <laughs> four and eight. It's a long ways from four and eight. Yes, but I think the talent here was that much more superior to what he's going to have this upcoming season at USC. But what are they going to re- be able to recruit at USC? Well, are they not going to be able to get the same? level of talent at USC that they got at Oklahoma. They should be able to. I don't okay. know if he's able to if he has and a down Pac-12 year. That's my better question. better than the Big 12? No. Okay. So if he can recruit the same level of talent and he's in a worse conference, then why would he do worse? <sighs> because I don't know that he's going to recruit that level of talent. You he's just def- said he was. I said he should be able to. I don't know that he okay. is. Like so you know, for this signing class, they he did it. That level of talent. You know, for this signing class, he didn't. He didn't save his class or improve his class in the way that Brent Venables did. It was a disaster for him oh. there. He's got good things lined up that. for next year. But what I'm saying is, next yeah. year's a long way away, and kids, the way they are in today's world, are easily convinced and swayed. So and I don't know if those guys stick theory, with him. Your theory is they fall on their face this year so hard that he can't convince he people can't to get come traction going forward. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Okay. Well, it's a theory. It's a theory. It seems illogical to me, but maybe. I mean, a lot of illogical things have happened in recent years. I like to put things down on a piece of paper, and I'm one of those dorks, TJ. When you're trying to make a decision, I'll write down the pros and cons, you know, that kind of that whole thing. So I like to be a little more logical than um, You don't get all caught emotional. up in your feelings. Yeah. Emotional. I think there's a lot of people that are just being emotional, to be honest. And that's fine. You get, your feelings are hurt. He left. I'm not happy about it. I do, but I, you know what makes me feel better is I think Oklahoma's better. Like, I was mad at Lincoln until OU hired Brent Venables and Jeff Levy and this, and uh, the staff they put together, and like, what? Oklahoma came out better. As the kids would say, hashtag 100. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) it worked out, you know? It's like a girlfriend breaking up with you. And you got a better one. So, like, what are you all mad for? But I put it like if you just like, all right, well, what did Lincoln do at Oklahoma? Let's 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 give the pros and the cons here. What did Lincoln do at Oklahoma? Well, let's go positives first. Uh, four Big Twelve titles, five years, three college football playoffs, beat Ohio State on the road, beat Florida in the Cotton Bowl. Shorthanded. Two Heisman trophies, incredible quarterback play. Oklahoma had incredible quarterback play in the Lincoln Riley air. Any other positives you want to add to the pile? I mean, the offenses were were really good. 40-plus points a game every year except for this year. Maybe the best offenses in the country over a five-year stretch. Negatives? Defense always lagged behind, got better under Grinch, but always lagged behind. It was never at the caliber of the contenders. Not good enough when they got to the playoffs. They were good enough to win the Big 12, but not good enough to contend 
once they got to the playoffs. And fair or not, there was always this lingering feeling that they weren't tough. They weren't tough or, if you want to put that into the same category, as played down to opponents a lot during his time here. As in, would be in dogfights against, you know, teams Inferior they were double-digit double, double digit favorites against. Yep. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Yeah, they did suffer some signif- uh, some upsets as giant favorites. So that's fair. And I would add, and here's my biggest trepidation going forward for Lincoln's success would be, the real question mark of this season was not for me whether Lincoln Riley had checked out. That's silly. I mean, that's just, that's like saying, you know what? I want to go to USC. Nobody cares if I win any games. I'm just going to wear my Bermuda. That's just silly. Of course they were trying to win. The more damning accusation is, have defenses started to figure out his system? That's what it mm-hmm. might appear to me to be the case. Not he wasn't game planning and wasn't trying and all. He was trying. Right. He was trying really hard. And defenses around the Big 12 Conference might have started to figure him out a little bit. Like, football works like that. All sports work like that. You can, you can do one thing really. You can run the wishbone really well for a while and then teams figure it out. You can run the Mike Leach offense really well for a while, then teams figure it out. You can run a certain defense for a while, then teams figure it out. Coaches are good. Maybe what Lincoln Riley did to run rough shot over everybody for years and years and years with his offenses, maybe they started to figure him out a little bit. Now, I don't know if that will be the case going to the Pac-12 or not. So, um. My theory would be this. I think they'll be able to recruit just as well at USC as they did at Oklahoma. The talent base in the state of California is rich. USC is a place you can recruit to. Lincoln Riley is a big name. Certainly quarterbacks are going to want to play for him. He should be able to get a ton of West Coast talent. I think he'll recruit in the ballpark, if not as well or better at USC as he did at Oklahoma. And he's playing in a worse conference. So I think the results are going to look a lot alike. 10, 11, 10 and 2 seasons, 9 and 3s, 11 and 1s. Get to the playoff, not good enough to win national championships. I think that's probably what it's going to look like. But they've been down for so long. At USC, they're going to be thrilled with that for a while. That's my projection. My, and I don't think that's I don't think that's overly positive. I don't think that's anything I get what other you're than saying. just logical. Right, I get what you're saying. My thing, too, my, my prediction of five or six wins would probably change, too, if Caleb does end up there. I'll bump that up, and then I'll bump up probably what I think going forward for those upcoming recruiting classes. So... A lot of this still lingers on Caleb Williams, in my opinion, on what's going to happen with him going forward. Yeah, I might drop my win total. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a 
amazing. I can't hammer Lincoln Riley, but Jalen Hurts and uh, no. Caleb Williams, you just hammer these guys. I'm not ha- – well, like, I think I'm being logical. Worst completion percentage of any quarterback in the Lincoln Riley era. Right. I give you all of that. I understand what you're saying. I also look at this kid that did amazing things that hadn't played football in two years, was thrown into a situation in the Texas game that no one could have ever has seen coming. And, I mean, he saved a season from being a five-loss season is what he did. Because he well, pulled that game out. He, he pulled the Kansas game out. And they lost. Hang on, hang on, hang on. They were undefeated when he took over. They lost two games and didn't score in the first half at Kansas. I, I understand. I'm just saying. I think without him, though, they lose five games to end that season. I think they just. I think they Come spiral on. after the Texas game if they don't end up winning that game. Yeah. I mean, who? We'll never know, I guess. We'll never know. All right, Quit well, being logical. Sure Just let me I'm have sure my emotions. Discussion. Well, you had it for like a six weeks. Now I'm saying let's. We've been mad. That's allowed. We've been emotional. That's allowed. Now let's have a logical discussion here. What What is Lincoln Riley really going to do at USC? Go four and eight and get fired in two years does not seem logical to me. Maybe I mean maybe that's reality, but. Why? Like, just because you're mad? Or really, like, he was that bad of a coach that was just masked by the greatness of Oklahoma? Well, somebody's going to have to explain that to me. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B. And I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. We're back on the T-Row in the Morning Show. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty, uh, Realty Group. Uh, lots of realtors out there bragging on Facebook right now. I see them all over talking about the millions of dollars that they sold in 2021. They finished, you know, 500 out of 6,400, 6,500 in Oklahoma. Blah, blah, blah. Terry and Jackie, they don't sit there and brag about this stuff, so I went and looked it up. Where they finished bragging real They finished that? 108 out of 6,400, but they saved sellers over $320,000 in listing commissions. $320,000 that he could have had, he gave back to the uh, sellers. So. Nice. That's the way you do it. 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. A couple of texts here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, sometimes when someone does a cleanse, it's religious reasons similar to Lent. Hmm. I don't okay. think that was what was going on with um, young Chad McKee, but yes, some, I, he never that is in some cases. That, but right. I, I wouldn't rule that out. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Caleb is from D.C., so he should like L.A. Both are terrible. <laughs> uh, not a Los Angeles fan. I'm, I'm not either. Good morning, gentlemen. Just saw that uh, West Virginia signed Graham Harrell as their offensive coordinator. How yes. good of a hire is that? 
also, do you think that Dart would follow him there? Thank you, Lincoln. It's not Riley. It's the other Lincoln. Worth considering since Lincoln he played for him. Yeah, worth considering since he played for him. Yeah. I would think he could do better as far as, like, um, oh, you know, at least yes. as far as big-name schools go. I think he could do better than West Virginia. But West Virginia's a good school, and if you really like Graham Harrell, then and, uh, maybe. I'll say maybe, but I, I wouldn't rank it a real high probability. This texter says, I think the portal is over east of the old Crossroads Mall in Valley Brook. Okay. Hmm. That's an area I don't go to much, so that's uh, it could we've be got, over there We've somewhere. got disputes here, though. From a reliable source, the portal is located right past the barbecue station inside Bucky's in Fort Worth off of I-35. Now, that would not surprise me. Well, Bucky's has everything, so it would not surprise could, me if they have the transfer portal in there. It's not mutually exclusive. You get in the portal all over the place. So there's portal entrances, I would assume, all over the United States. Not one. I mean, they're not all going to Bucky's in Fort Worth to get in the portal. You can get in at different places. So, Anything else, TJ? Casey Sooner would like us to know in all of our can't put the uh, toothpaste back in the tube sayings. Uh, you can't put the poo back in the ponies. That's from Casey Sooner. <laughs> Come on now, Casey. Uh, Sean, good morning. Welcome to the show. <laughs> maybe, he called hey, in as a, maybe he called in as mature adult earlier. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> Good morning. That's good. Well, I, I would agree with the Bucky's person because there's Bucky's popping up everywhere. So that's how it's spreading. Uh, and like TJ said, they have everything. They're going to stamp the portal on a t shirt. I see those scooters. That's what's popping up everywhere. There's like a new scooters on every corner. No? Yeah. Have you noticed that's that? That's a good one. I have noticed that. That's a good point. Um, I'll take a stab at your deal. And, and, uh, I think everybody has an absolute right to be upset. It has sure. only been six weeks. We're still mad at Brady, and it's been 20 years. Um, but who? I would I would say Tom Brady. Hey, that's a Tom Brady slam on you. 20 uh, years? He did it to me like three <laughs> weeks ago. Well, there you go. Uh, He's been doing the, it for 20 years. On the Riley yeah. situation, I agree with TJ. And if you look at what Riley inherited at Oklahoma on that June day, everything's already in place for that 17th season. The conditioning program, the summer, the summer deals already well underway. The planning for the upcoming seasons well underway. He inherited a great situation and just kept the train rolling down the tracks. And the train got. See, he's inheriting a, a garbage fire. And we don't know Correct. if he can actually turn a program we around or not. We don't know if he can build a program. And the TTJ, information that's a good point. Why didn't you bring that's me a That's what point I like said. That? You just you didn't interrupted say anything me. like that. Sean, that's a great point you just made. That's logic and, right there. <laughs> and, uh, and the train got slower and slower and began to appearances to derail yeah, every I mean, that's year. A bit of an, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Did it slow down? I yes, don't. but OU went twelve and two, twelve and two, twelve and two, twelve and two, twelve and two. Did they we finish? Didn't go, we didn't. We, didn't we, not, not, we went nine and three or nine and two well, in we twenty, and we went eleven and two this year. Okay, I got you. They lost two games every year, right? Did the they, did the finishes uh, get slightly worse? Yes. So but did the tri- so did the trip the derailing? Let's say, you know, the the trips got slightly worse too. 
The biggest game he won was in year one, game two. Yep. Uh, the, and I would contend this, you're right about Williams. I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with your point on Williams. What then happened to Rattler? Why did he bench Rattler? Rattler could throw against a zone. Rattler had done that. He was what, having a what, terrible game against Texas. And he never came back. Never came he back. Had a, he had a terrible. Well, he did. He did come back and didn't play well against Baylor. Remember, they, well, they made a quarterback change against Baylor, and he didn't they, take advantage they of had it. A, they made, and okay, and that will go into your point there, too. They made a quarterback change down 10-7 at the start of the fourth quarter, Yep, and it didn't work. And Correct. And, but he I, had a I chance to win his job back that day and didn't take advantage of it. He, he did. But, again, his, his play regressed, and he could do the Correct. things you're talking about far superior – to what Williams had done against throwing against that uh, eight-man drop zone and all that stuff. Significantly better last year, yes. Uh, Two years ago, yes. I would also contend, yes, there is a huge talent. It's a large state. There's also a large swath of talent. And SC's always got that. Clay Helton didn't recruit bad. They've had the talent. SC's far behind OU in administration. SC's far behind OU in facilities. The ability to do those things out there is going to be compromised by the expense that it takes. I disagree that they're going to be placated. If they go 7-5 and five this year, I don't think they're going to be placated. I think they expect not only to win the SEC this year, they expect to be – The Pac-12. In, in a pack, sorry, the Pac-12. They expect to be in playoff contention, if not in the playoff, this year, next year, and every year. Is there, if you hear how it's talked about out there, and TJ's point, yeah, they're depending no on this twenty-three. They're depending on this twenty-three class, which you you know if things hold true, you're not really going to get your results out of until maybe late twenty-four into twenty-five. I don't think he's going to get four years out there to prove it. The shine will be off, and the things we're talking about that at here will start to bring be brought up out there. And the so same thing. I, Give me your prediction on the Lincoln Riley era at USC. Well, I give it. I'm with TJ. I give it four years at SC before he either. I think he'll jump to another job. I think he'll make his NFL jump. And I will say this: I do think there was a culture problem at Oklahoma. I think he's done nothing but take that from here to there with his hires, and I think it will be. You're just moving what was going on at OU out to SC, and you'll have the same result at the end of the day. So, what do you mean by culture problem? I'm willing to agree with you, but I need further information on that. Like, what do you mean by that? I think they had a severe a... Or organizational problem within their strength and conditioning program. Okay. I think OU is operating more out of habit the last year than out of a planned way of where you were going to take the program. I think they will have some. I think they will have the same internal problems because you're taking the same people. And you're not addressing what was going on here, causing you to slide. You'll have the same issues out there. I think there were academic issues. I think there were, to a degree. I think there was a retention issue. Uh, that's one of the things that was a mystery to me is he would get really highly recruited kids and be unable to keep them. 
And uh, I think I would, there I would was a lot develop, of transfers every year. I would add develop them as well. But so anyway, I just I don't think it's the slam dunk that it's going to what he was able to accomplish here inheriting. So are you saying he has so much success at USC he gets offered an NFL job, or are you saying he fails at USC? Because I don't think you can fail at USC and get an NFL job. I think he will have middling success at SC, but the 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 spin and the perception he could, if you get out early enough will be I, he can take the next step. I, I think you can. I think he can be middling and. He can still parlay that into a USC job. I mean, into an NFL job before before it goes off the rails. There, I think he'll be around seven and five, eight and four. Maybe peaks at a nine and three in year three, and the LA Chargers or Minnesota or somebody comes calling. Anyway, right. hey, thanks for time, buddy. I All appreciate right, it. All right. Quick break. Good conversation. Jenny Baranchek's post game thoughts after a great win last night. Next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Now time to visit with OU head coach Jenny Baranchik on our OU Health postgame interview. And we're also joined by Skyler Van. Coach, congratulations on the win. What a gutsy effort from your team tonight. Holy cow. They scored the first 10 points of the game. And I said, you know, we've seen this movie before. And it's easy to get down when Baylor does that to you, but you hung in there. It never got bigger than 10, and then that big surge there, and contributions really from everybody tonight. Is from fantastic. everybody, from everybody. I thought I thought it was just a, such a gutsy performance. I totally agree with you. And how about the way that we shared the basketball? I mean, there's some highlight reel material, the way to no end doubt. the first half. You know, that gave us great momentum going into the second half. I thought the energy, I thought... Skyler continues just to provide such a huge spark, such a huge energy for us. Nevaeh Tot, I thought she was phenomenal tonight just with her energy, her, I mean, just even her presence on the defensive end. You know, obviously we gave up a few too many offensive rebounds, um, but then when we needed a stop, we got one. And so that's, you know, that's enough to continue to help us, propel us to get better. Just you mentioned assists, 22 assists on the 28 made field goals. And I thought, I mean, there's so so much goes into getting a win over a team like Bader, but I thought the offensive patience was fantastic because you get down by double digits, it, you start to panic and rush yourself a lot of the time. Your team didn't do that. There was a possession there late in the fourth quarter where anyone could have taken a shot, but they kept working it. The ball kept moving, and finally Maddie got the easiest one, and you got a bucket there. Well, and I think you're right. I'm so proud of the way that we played together tonight because you, you know what? When you do get down, when things happen like that, when you're playing against – a Baylor, right? You're playing against a team where you want to come in and you want to show what you got. We didn't do that. We just played. And that's what makes this team so special. We just played. We played together. We made mistakes together. We recovered together. We moved on together. We did great things together. So the more that we continue to do that, the more really good things are going to find us. Jenny Baranchek after big time win last night for her team, 83-77 over Baylor. They went 14 of 27 from three-point range. Taylor Robertson, now the all-time three-point shooter in Big 12 history, 393 made threes. That's ridiculous. She went five for five last night. And Skylar Van had 22 points, played a great game. First win over Baylor since 2015. 
So weird to watch an OU Baylor women's game and not see Sherry Cole and Kim Mulkey on the sidelines. Weird, and what an incredible job she's done so far early on in this yeah. season and the turnaround with that program. It's and just lost Anianusa. Right, yeah. Still still had that situation happen, and just it's 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 quite the turnaround. I mean, probably – I mean, she's got to be a coach of the year candidate right now early on. Absolutely. I mean, things can change, obviously, as you go through the season. But as of right now, I'd say she's one of the front runners. Why don't you name the other I couldn't other tell you. I couldn't tell you in women's basketball. basketball. I can't tell TJ you that. Um, we'll I don't have that list. list. <laughs> Here's TJ's list. rankings. Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, and Ginny Baranchek. <laughs> I think those are my top three. <laughs> Who else would you say is in the running there with Ginny for that award? Uh, is is Kim Mulkey in the running? Mm, I, don't yeah, I, don't I don't know. I know that name. No, great win. Do you know Ariema? Uh, this I don't. I don't. Well, I just remember they got crushed, lost at home. Remember, and then he threw his whole team under the bus. So I don't know how they've done since then. They've probably gone undefeated since then. But um, yeah, I mean, just kept coming last night. Just refused to go away, and I got the win. One thirty Saturday, they get TCU. That's uh, next tonight. Rudy's by the way. The huddle is back tonight. So, TJ, tonight, 6 o'clock, you got uh, Teddy Lehman, Gabe Eichert, and I. I actually don't know if Teddy's going to be there right at 6. or I know his show ends at 6, but he'll be there eventually, I think. Gabe, Teddy, and I, from 6 to 7, talking football. Got a lot to talk about. Alamo Bowl, Bob Stoops, recruiting. I mean, you know, those who have signed, anyway. Uh, Lots to talk about. Huddle, 6 to 7. 7 o'clock. Sooner Sports Talk basketball show tonight. Porter Moser, Jenny Baranchek. I've been told maybe some players are going to be on with us tonight as well. So going to be fun. Not sure yet about whether the basketball coaches are going to be virtual or in the house. My guess is still virtual one more week. Still want to make sure we get through this kind of scary period here. But um, I'm not sure. I haven't heard for sure. But 6 to six o'clock huddle, 7 o'clock Sooner Sports Talk uh, tonight. All right, let's get back on track here, TJ. Uh, let's take a break. If you'd like to call in and share your thoughts today, 405-329-9000. You can text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Thursday morning, the ref, the home of Sooner fans, this show brought to you every day by our friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Extreme Outdoor Equipment. We'll be back. I'm listening to the T-Row Show with my dad and my friend Toby Rowland. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. I told you uh, earlier this hour. Great song, man. It is a great song. 108th. He won't tell you this, but I'm telling you. 108th out of 6,400 realtors in this state. Woo! That's what, uh, it's the type of volume he did last year, but... The money went in your pocket out there. $320,000 in listing savings. That's right. That's right. Uh, Terry can save you money with the $899 listing fee. 361 3380. 405 361 3380. Or saxonrealtygroup.com. Realtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Boy, predictive text got this person. TH, you do make sense. We had talent to go undefeated. Let me translate. TJ, you make complete sense. You are so smart. 
Lincoln Riley had all the talent in the world to go undefeated, but he didn't. That's what that whoa, translates whoa, whoa, whoa. into. Hang on predictive a text. He said T H. Yes. You do make sense. Could have meant T R. Uh, <laughs> I'm the one who has control of the text line. Okay. Yeah. I it was a disappointing year. I translate here. They. They uh, had preseason hopes of winning the national championship. In hindsight, they weren't as good as the two teams that played on Monday night. Guys, you can't go look into the portal. It's a gateway drug. Next thing you know, you have three fantasy teams. You're listening to seven podcasts a day, and you're paying extra for (laughs) ESPN+. (laughs) (laughs) That's all true. That's right, yeah. Uh, I think it's still possible that what Muleshoe was was handed something so was handed something so big he was good enough not to mess it up. But Dan Lanning's defense just might keep him out of the Pac-12 championship game, and I, for one, would enjoy that. I mean, that goes Uh, back to what you said. If they're on different sides of the Pac-12, so it wouldn't keep him out of the. Pac-12 Maybe winning it, yeah, might keep them from winning the Pac-12. I don't really know my boundaries of the Pac-12. Pretty sure they're ones north and one south, but um, that's that's your hope. That what Sean said is logical. We don't know the answer to that, but he didn't have to build Oklahoma up like Bob did. Bob had to build Oklahoma back up from the depths, okay? Lincoln didn't have to do that. He just had to keep it going. And you could argue, I think correctly so, that it gradually went downhill. But also, if that's the case, then why were the preseason expectations so high? But anyway, beside the point. Um... So he didn't have to take a four and eight team and turn them around like, like Bob did. So that I don't know if he knows how to do that or if he's capable of doing that or not. But I would lean toward my guess is that they're going to win games. They're going to contend for and win the Pac-12 on a you know fairly regular basis. I think they'll. Oregon also will have some success too, and uh, and then we'll you know get to the playoff whether it's four teams or twelve teams or whatever, and probably be too soft to win a national championship. That's about what's be what I would guess. This person uh, makes a good point when we were asking earlier about the portal with with Caleb. He has entered the portal; otherwise, he would not be able to talk to these other schools. That is correct. So I wonder if it just once he puts in other guys have popped up immediately though in there so i don't know what the delay would be for him showing up in well he he just have to declare it does he have to declare it it doesn't have to be official within the portal well my understanding is he's got my here's my understanding my understanding is you've got to be in the portal to yourself talk to other schools right doesn't mean your dad can't doesn't mean representatives can't and as of just a few days ago he wasn't actually in the portal now that could have changed but he wasn't. It, it, he didn't immediately on the day he said he was going to enter the portal. Is this guy serious? 
Hockey? Get him out of here. Hang up on this guy. <laughs> Sorry, that was – I should have read that sooner. <laughs> You're lagging. <laughs> this one, though. Come on! Put some respect on hockey. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh – Toby, TJ, love the show, but... <laughs> Uh-oh. comes the butt. But, Toby, don't forget about Utah's coach. He's good, and USC is ranked really low in the upcoming recruiting class, and they have to play Notre Dame and UCLA, uh, that, which beat them good this year. So, Muleshoe will be lucky to win seven games this year. Thanks, Curtis B. Okay. Uh, no Tebow's foundation was set at OU, not as much at SC, so kind of what we were just talking about there. Yeah. Right. Um, which, by the way, the Tebow thing, uh, Perry on Winfrey <laughs> tweeting out yesterday or day before, whatever that was. That, I goes, saw that. Oh, I just found out what Tebow means. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm not 100% sure what the B stands for. There are a couple of different options there, and I don't, I don't care enough to investigate right. which way it's supposed to be. So I don't 100% huh. know what it means either. But I, um, What's the second one? I only want to know of the one like that rhymes with which. Uh, okay, so that's the way you take it? That's the way I've always taken it, yeah. That's the, is that the way it's intended, uh, I, you think? That's uh, what they stand If it's different, I mean, there's then another I'm wrong. Word, yeah. There's another word that starts with B that I okay. probably... Didn't I, I would have? We don't need to spend any time on this topic. <laughs> I think we just did. But Perion's tweet made me laugh. Top of the hour break. We'll get more of your thoughts, text uh, calls. Otherwise, we're talking Lincoln success or lack thereof at USC. What's going to happen for him on the West Coast? We'll be back.